0: Welcome to another episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. I'm excited to be joined by St. John's head coach Joe Tartamella today. Joe is uh, someone I've gotten to know a little bit over the past few years and someone who has been at St. John's for a long time. He went there in 0-2 as a grad assistant and has worked his way all the way up to being the head coach, entering his seventh season. At the helm of the Red Storm. They've never missed a postseason under him. Made the NCAA Tournament, the WNIT, and they've just been a really successful program that I feel know kind of forgotten about at times. So I look forward to talking to him. His team gave a real scare to UConn uh, two weeks ago. We're up four in the fourth quarter before eventually losing by ten, but... Uh, Joe has some history in beating UConn, so we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about his program, his upbringing in New York. We'll talk about his team going forward as well. Uh, They just got back from a road trip, so I'm not going to waste any more time. We'll get Joe on the phone, and we'll be right back. This is The Jump round. We are back on the jump around and joining me it is Saint John's head coach, Joe Tartamella. Coach, I appreciate it. I uh, I know you just got back home and so early morning for you, but I appreciate the time that you're you're taking out for me. Um, you know I I enjoy talking to you, I enjoy hanging out with you, so I'm excited to have you on the on the program today. that's
1: well, it's a pleasure to be out man. Uh really, really enjoyed following your uh your career and you've done a great job in putting a spotlight on our game and um, happy to be uh, a part of it, and uh, yeah, certainly we got back
0: early last night, but uh, back in the office ready to go, and, and looking forward to speaking with you. Well, thanks, Joe. Uh, we'll start uh, as I do uh, back to you, and you are a very unique person in this business. You are you are St. John's. My goodness, you are you a GA, an assistant, an associate head coach, and now you're the head coach. I mean. That is, I don't even know, I could probably not even fill up one hand of people who have just stuck at one place. Why has that been the case for you?
1: I mean, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, you know, St. John's has been a place that I've since I was a kid. I mean, I'm a kid from Long Island uh, in New York, and we used to come in and around the train and be able to watch the men's team play uh, every year with our high school team and Felipe Lopez and Brendan Hamilton were playing at the time, but Joey small and Mark Jackson. So, uh, this has been a place that's allowed me to grow, um, you know, as an individual and certainly as a professional. And I, in 2002, I got a great opportunity to be the G8 unit. I kind of joke because I've been in like every seat and every office in the building. <laughs> so, um, I've kind of seen it from all angles, and um, it's really helped uh, me grow as a as a coach in um, all of those uh, positions that I felt. So, uh, I have a lot of, a lot of pride a lot of passion about uh, about what we do here and, and, and how we develop uh, our student athletes, and, and also how it allowed me to develop as a professional. So um, it's been a special place for me, and, and it continues to be. And just just really proud to be the, uh, the head coach here.
0: Yeah. Uh I have heard stories I recently my brother in law, Eric Tebow of the Mystics was here and uh he was bragging on when you were there, he was there, Megan Duffy was there, and he said your scout team used to just put your squad through the ringer. Can you confirm these rumors?
1: I can confirm those rumors. We we would we would absolutely uh take it to our our, our players, uh, and we enjoyed it probably a little too much. Uh <laughs> Our, our boss at the time would get mad at us, but um, that's probably the best uh, staff squad we've had. Uh, so we call Eric's, or I call it Eric's, so, just because he was so smooth on the floor. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of people haven't seen Eric play. Um, so he's sneaky, he's sneaky good out there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun with that group. Uh, I think we even had uh, Joy McQuarrie with us at that time too, oh, who geez. played for us. So
0: we had a, a heck of a squad. Yeah, that is that is a unit. What what is your game? So I can confirm that. I will confirm. I appreciate that. it. All right, what what is your guy? Are you a shooter? Are you an all around kind of guy?
1: Uh listen, there are days where I can be uh, lights out and then otherwise I'll be a playmaker for you. Whatever we need, whatever we need. But I, I would like to say I'm a shooter. Okay. Uh, I'm no longer <laughs> any of those tearing <laughs> well, my sure. Achilles in May, so I'm done.
0: <laughs> oh. You tore it in in May?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What? So I've been on the I was on the scooter all summer and uh, still recovering, but um, I always look back to those days as the brighter ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. what, what happened?
1: I was playing in the uh, over 30 St. Rose of Lima championship game. Oh, no. I finished with uh, 12 minutes, no points, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no real stat line. And I was dribbling left to the elbow, and uh, thought I got kicked from behind, and, and there it was uh, an injury that I never, ever wanted or anybody wants. Um, so, uh, certainly. Um, recovering now, but this is probably the end of, of oh. my so-called playing career. That's right.
0: we'll, <laughs> in over, we'll, in the over 30. League.
1: The over we, 30 did win the, league. we did win the game. We won the game, which was good.
0: Those 12 right. minutes are big. I have a feeling. <laughs> well, you are, you're now in year seven at St. John's. Uh, you've made the postseason every year. Um, you've, you've, you've just been a team that's just kind of quietly hums along and is just so consistent uh, for, for you guys, I mean, you're in New York City, and maybe you don't feel this way, and that's okay if you don't, please disagree if you do, but you're in New York City, you're in the biggest you know city in the world, essentially, and you guys do kind of fly under the radar. Are there any, do you have any, do you, well, one, do you agree with that, and then two, do you have a theory of why that is? Well,
1: I don't know if it's so much um, flying under the radar. Um, you know, I, I think certainly we built the program um, from the ground floor up, and in 2002, when we first started here, certainly we were we were pretty much nothing. Um, we were considered one of the worst programs in the country, and you know, within the four years, we had built it to where we had gotten to an NCAA tournament. Um, then to a point where we are in a Sweet 16 in 2012, um, and now certainly now as the head coach of the program, you know, continuing to get to postseasons each and every year. So I think uh, having New York City as our backdrop, obviously, it's been my home. Um, is certainly a huge um, attraction to me for student-athletes, not just from a basketball standpoint. Certainly being able to play at Madison Square Garden has been a huge feature for uh, the opportunity for our players to, to be in such a special place. Uh, and, and also, from a professional side, internships, uh, the networking opportunities, just the amount of, uh, of touch points that they get um, that help them pass basketball. Uh, have been such a. Uh, it's been fun to watch, you know, as our players graduate, get jobs, or they play overseas, or they get drafted. Um, I think we. I think we've built a certain amount of respect in how we play. Um, so certainly, I think no one's taking us lightly. Maybe years ago, they were. So when I talk about flying under the radar, I think people are are preparing and, and making sure that they're ready to play. us Certainly, every, each and every game that they, uh, that we play. Um, and yeah, I think there are times where maybe. Uh, we've been able to, to to compete against the so-called bigger schools and uh, you know those that are in the, the football arena uh, who may have more you know tangible things than we do. But um, and I think we built the and I think we found the right players for our niche and how we want to play. And, and I think we've uh, we built that competitive spirit um, nature of the chip on your shoulder a little bit to come out and attack each and every game. So. Um, I don't mind being under the radar, so if we want to stay dead, that's fine too. So I'd rather people take us lightly than than to be ready for us. But I I do feel that we've built this program up to a place where uh, certainly we've uh, been in the top 25 at times, and and I think we're uh, a consistent postseason contender.
0: Yeah. Well, excuse me. I was surprised that you guys weren't able to get into that top 25 recently after your your successful run at the Paradise Jam you beat. Purdue, you beat Ole Miss, and you guys are up four on UConn in the fourth quarter. Um, So I was surprised. That's kind of what stemmed that question. But um, speaking of that UConn game and that team, if people don't remember back when they were on the 99-game winning streak in 2012, uh, a little unranked team called St. John's beat them, and you were on that staff, and and then you guys took them to the wire um, back at the Paradise Jam, too why and how are you able to find success? And this might be a, a bigger question than just that particular team, but what is it about certain teams where you just seem to just be a bother and able to, to match up with them, and especially a UConn team? You know, I, everything's a – every game
1: is about matchups, I think, as, as as we all know. But, I you know, I, I look at um, – I look at how we played in 2012 and we just had, you know, it's a certain type of mentality I think you have to come into the game with. I think you hear it on TV here and there or you hear to say it or teams that have had uh, even more success uh, at times. But, um, you know, you have to get into those games knowing that you can win and you, you got to believe that you can win, not just that you're going to show up and do your best and see how it goes. I think for us, and it's always about that for me, is that what can we, what can we find as trying to explain anything that we think could be helpful for us to win a game and and guess what sometimes that means timing too you know I think timing and when you play someone and, mm. and maybe where they are mentally or what you think you may see on film can help you um, but I think certainly it's that belief that you need to be that, that you can play with anyone which is what I think we showed early in the year and obviously um, coming off a tough one yesterday that, and again that we played down the way for I mean we've showed where we can be and then also where you need to be making sure that you're consistently there, and that mindset is, is the toughest part to, to have throughout the year. Um, and those great teams like UConn and Notre Dame, they, or they have those things, South Carolina. Um, but in 2012, I mean, we were able to exploit, you know, uh, I thought a weakness at that time, and, and, it, and it worked out for us in the game was in the 50s. And I think that's part of it. And then this year, trying to, again, uh, be able to exploit some different things, which, again, guess that, what? That might be exploited, exploitable now, but it's not going to be exploitable later. As yeah. you watch against Notre Dame, even two games later. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's really just trying to prepare your team mentally more so than even the X's to O's of what we're doing. But I've, I've been really proud. I mean, listen, we played UConn, uh, you know, my first year. I think we lost by three. You know, then we lost by 14 at the Garden, and we lost by 10 the other day. So um, I don't know if that really means anything. Other than that, you know, we're just trying to get our team prepared like we would for any game. Um, and certainly as a kid from New York, I've watched since my sister's played, and that's how I got the women's game. My sister played, you know, for years. and was a Division two player, but um, watching UConn as far back as, as 95, 96, and, and just kind of watching how Gino has run his program, being able to interact with him. And, um, you know, as a coach, being in the Big East, as a young coach, and I'm talking about the Big East before we realigned as well, you had access to Gino Muffet, uh, certainly Vivian and, and, and Harry and all these coaches that are Hall of Fame people. and um, It really helped me develop as a younger coach to understand uh, what it was going to take to, to create what we're, what we're doing now and also be in a position that I'm in now as a head coach to understand all
0: the working parts that you need to have in life, you to be successful. Yeah, I, I miss that that old Big East. Uh, people people forget that thing was Murderer's Row. Oh, yeah, it
1: was brutal. I mean, you had you, know, you every day you were facing a ranking team, uh, and you needed to be on point. And you only got one shot at them. But that point too. You know, we play in our league now. We play everybody twice. <laughs> and back then, you didn't you didn't have you maybe had two common opponents, so you needed to be ready for that game. If you let's say you had a Louisville or a Syracuse or Notre Dame and Uh, even to Paul at the time too. So it was, it was a lot
0: of fun. It was the best conference in America, there's no question. Yeah. Um, you, we, We've talked about all the su- success you've had even before you were the head coach there. Um, as an assistant, you, you really helped rebuild that program, like you said. But I'm curious, because because of the amount of success you had, was there ever a, a, a tough time in your coaching career? Was there ever a point where it, uh, it was, re- and I'm not talking about difficult, you know, the job is very hard, we, we know that. But I just, was there a time that you would say, yeah, that was kind of the low point in my Coaching career? Um, I wouldn't say a low point. I think you always have you know difficulties and obstacles that
1: are thrown at you. Uh, I was fortunate that I was given a lot of responsibility in, in my role, um, whether I be an assistant coach or when I became the associate head coach. And um, you know, but I think you know we had it. We had some tough years uh, where there was injury and things that you can't control. And I think that part of going for a team that almost beat a team in Maryland who won the whole thing the year before, and then the next year um, struggling, you know, with a team that had injuries and and some adversity. And so, um, but I also think that helped me grow, you know, in dealing with, with how to be able to continue to coach, even though maybe you're not getting as much success on the floor. Um, you know, so that was hard, you know, and then, you know, we had a situation where the group we brought in in '09, was Shanika Smith, Nadir McKenneth, mm-hmm. uh, who both got to Jennifer Blanding, uh, Amanda Burkowski, and Eugenia McPherson. Um, you know, uh, at the time, my boss was pregnant. We had just lost NC State. We had some staff changes, and we kind of needed to figure it out or it was going to really be a problem. And that was probably the hardest year of my life, but also the best year of my life, because and having to recruit five players in one year, but also the level of those five players, and it kind of changed our program a little bit at that time. We had DeShina Stevens already. Um, and so, adding those kids to that mix, it was, it was a trying year as far as how, how much of a grind it was. But the reward was unbelievable. Mm. So, you know, there were, there were times like that. As a head coach, <laughs> I could tell you a lot more, but as, you know, <laughs> but as an assistant at that time, yeah, I mean, that was... That was probably the hardest. Yeah. With, uh,
0: are you someone who is able to go home and and se- and and separate it well, or are you someone that that commiserates and, and loses sleep? Uh, I'm
1: better. I was terrible. You know, my, <laughs> first, my first two years, my wife wasn't pretty wasn't happy with me. Uh, but no, I've certainly gotten better at you know understanding both sides. I think my first year I was saying this to somebody the other day. My first year, I mean I lived and died by every possession. i was saying possession. Oof. And and you can't survive yeah, that. That's way. no way to live. Um, I mean we were number fourteen in the country preseason. We had everybody back. Uh, I lose McPherson, Eugenia to an ACL three games in. Um so there was all these things that were going on. We lost by four or five games at the buzzer. Mm. I mean it was a it was a tough year. I had so, I had a great staff that really helped me at that time. Uh you know, kind of keep it level with, you know, I had Jonah Nicholas who is still, still with me and, and Angel, they came just now, the head coach of that state. Um, and that for still I was that province, but they, they really did a good job of trying to help a first year head coach or a first time head coach. And, um, we did a lot of good things. We had a few things that we made, um, uh, you know, mistakes on, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, when I look back to those things. There were some, there were some tougher ones.
0: Yeah. What, um, what is – I don't know if you do this, but what is your – or what is something that has eluded you in your career that you still think, man, I I need to get that, I want to get that? Is there anything like that?
1: You know, not not really. I think, you know, listen, we, there's there are a lot of things that you want to accomplish as a team. I think that's a bigger part. You know, the individual stuff comes because you know, you got – you hope you have great players consistently, great players, and you hopefully have a great staff. So, um, you know, Joan has been with me for seven years now, um, and he's known—I've known him for over ten. We've had great players, uh, former players on our staff, um, people who know me, people who know our program. But I mean, when we were able to win the Big East in '16, that was a big deal. You um, know, that was something that was really important. I mean, we hadn't won anything in 28 years, yeah, um, and so to be able to do that is, is fantastic. You're still chasing a regular season championship, you know, for the first time in a long time. Um, but the reality is, we want to be better as a group each and every day, and 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 watch that journey kind of unfold, and and watch our players, you know, achieve their dreams. So, we you know we've had no no McDonald's All-Americans. We've had four kids drafted in, in six years. Um, you know, I think we develop our players really well, and that's what it's what it's about. You know, is their development, and then also their ability to do things once they graduate, and leave. So, um, we're going to put ourselves in a position every year to, to, to play the right schedule, to play a tough schedule. We're not going to go out and um, and kind of buffer ourselves with teams that I don't think are going to be challenging. And guess what? We may lose some games, but we want to make sure that we're prepared not only for our conference, which is is just so difficult in, in the different styles of play and the coaches that are involved in it. Um, and then also, you know, have the opportunity to get into the NCAA tournament. And that's what we're really looking to do. I mean, from an individual standpoint, I don't I don't even know. People ask me how many wins and all that stuff. I actually have no idea. Uh, my wife had to tell me when we got to 100. I didn't know. So <laughs> I, I don't worry about that stuff
0: as much, to be honest with you. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you're at 133, for the record. Um, just, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And, and to your point, um, you mentioned the teams you've already played, but... Thursday, you've got Yale, who won the WBI last year. Then you've got Florida State. Uh, and then you head down to your alma mater, James Madison. And that's one of the more consistent and successful mid-major teams in the country before you wrap up your, your non-conference. with, And we alluded to it, and I'm sorry to, to bring this up, but tough loss last night to Wake Forest. Um, you don't have much time to really feel sorry for yourself with that schedule. How are, how are you able to get your team to bounce back? You know, what, what goes into it now? You know, I hang up with you. What happens next?
1: We're actually in here now in the office getting ready. Uh, Obviously they're not in here with me now, but you know, we're just going to get back and and look at us and try to break down where we need to be better. I think it's more about looking internal for me um, than focusing fully on, on what our opponents are doing at this point. I mean, we got to, they really break down the film from yesterday and, and make sure that we're getting better. And, uh, you know, I think one of the harder things for going from an assistant to a head coach is you're always so much, as an assistant, worried about your opponent. As a head coach, you need to worry about your team more so than that. It's hard, you know, in those early years, it's hard to do that. Um, and so uh, that, that, that's been the biggest thing for me in, in the, the transition is, is being able to focus that way. Um, and focus our, my attention on, on what we need to do more so than sometimes our opponents. So, um, you know, listen, we're going to continue to build on what we had done in the prior games before that and certainly uh, look at this bump in the road here and learn from it, got to grow from it, and be able to move on. And um, like I said, one game is not going to define our year um, in most cases, and nor do, we, nor do we want it to. So, we need to be able to, whether it's a win or loss, Get ready for the next one. Uh, in a way, I have a short memory, but remember what we did poorly. Remember what we did well. Um, in order for us to get better, so uh, certainly we're back in here this morning, ready to go, and, yeah. and we've got to uh, make sure we break it down. Yeah. Uh,
0: to turn the spotlight back on you briefly, you recently signed a contract extension. Not that there is any concern or anything, because you have been successful. But whenever something like that happens, uh, is it? Is it a relief feeling? Is it not a big feeling? What what's that like? I, I, I'm just I've now obviously never been through that type of of thing. But like when you sign when you sign that extension, what what does that do for you, or what does it do for your program, if anything? I, I just think it shows a commitment, you know,
1: on both sides to to, to show that uh, the the appreciation, obviously, that I have for this university and for what it's done for me, and on the other side, just the commitment that Saint John's has given me, um, and so. Um, certainly, there's all of those feelings, right? You, you, you feel you're happy, you're relieved, um, but also I think it just gives you stability as a program um, for players to know that you're going to be here, um, and, and certainly uh, for your staff to know where you're at with your program and for your players that are with you. But for me, it's more, um, you know, a commitment on both sides of, of where we are with from my relationship with the university and the university's relationship with me. So I mean. Uh, My wife feels relief, I can tell you that. Um, (laughs) You know, so that's a good thing, too. Uh, But uh, certainly not just for her, but, you know, for everybody involved. I mean, this has been as cliche as it is in some ways. Uh, You know, if you told me at 32 years old uh, that I would have an opportunity to be the head coach here after being an assistant for nine years, I would have, you know, never dreamt of it. You know, and so this has been the... uh, in many ways the dream job of, of being able to be home around my family. Um, be at a place where I grew up coming to see games, um, and a place that, you know, that I've been a part of the fabric of for now the better part of 15 years. So, uh, you know, all those things come into play, all those feelings come into play, but just, just really proud that I have the opportunity to continue, uh,
0: to lead this program. Yeah. Well, certainly well-deserved, um, Last thing I'll get you out here on this one uh, for people who don't know, aren't familiar um, or are curious, what would you say to someone about your program, about St. John's, uh, about New York City? What you know, If people are just not that educated on your program and don't know much about it, what's, what's the message you would leave with them? What would you want them to hear about you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think you're, you're looking at uh, a program that has been competitive uh, and is creating their own history over the last 15 years, and we're, we're a program that prides itself on uh, certainly competitive spirit, uh, accountability, uh, communication, and loyalty. We talk about that all the time, but for for those that don't know, I mean, we've been to 11 straight postseasons. We've had players drafted. Uh, we get to play at Madison Square Garden. We play in a, in a conference, to me, that is one of the most underrated and most difficult conferences from a standpoint of style of play. Um, the coaches that are in our league are fantastic. When You're talking about uh, having to face a, a Friday-Sunday schedule and turn around and what folks have done with their programs. Um, and St. John's is a place that's going to really care for our student-athletes. I think that's the bigger thing, and we're not... You know we're thirteen thousand students. We have about five thousand on campus. Um, you know you're not, you're, you're a big deal here. Um, Men's and women's basketball. You know you're the king and the queen uh, of the school. Um, you're under the microscope, but at the same time, you receive a lot of the benefits that you know maybe other folks don't get at some football schools, and 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 they're not under the spotlight as much as the football team is. Basketball is king here, and so. Uh, you know, we feel really good about how we treat our student-athletes, the opportunities that they have outside of the basketball court, whether it be interning in the city for uh, pro sports teams, law firms, accounting firms, uh, the internships and networking that they have um, at their fingertips and in the, in obviously the media capital of the world. Um, so you have the ability not only to be on our Queens campus, which is about 12 miles outside of the city, you can get into the city in 20 minutes. Um, people don't realize that we have a beautiful campus. And I think a lot of people say, a lot of people tell me, they always say it's uh, coming to America. <laughs> you know, that's the thought of <laughs> Queens, and I, and I kind of laugh. I, I, I say, well, I, I can understand that, especially the folks from out of state, but yeah. uh, that's that's not what this is. You know, and, and certainly this is a, to me, a it's, a it's a sanctuary within the middle of Queens in the, mo- in the wealthiest uh, area of Queens. And uh, we have graphs, we have quads, we have buildings, we have all those <laughs> things that a campus should look like. Um, <clears throat> you know, and we have great faculty. Uh, we ha- we have great programs that are offered from an academic standpoint. Um, and on top of all that, we want to win. You know, and, and, and I think players want to be in a position where they have a chance to win and they have a chance to be in the postseason. And that's what we've done. And um, we feel really good about how we develop our players. Uh, in all areas of the game and also off the floor. Um, and I think that's factual stuff. I mean, you can look at it on paper. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's so much that's offered, uh, when you look at the, the big picture, you know? And, and so uh, we feel really good about, uh, anytime we drink in. we feel really good about what we're able to show them and what we're able to offer and who we are as people. Um, and I want them to know that we're authentic and genuine and how we do it. So, uh, those are the big pieces for me. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, we want great players. We want great people. Um, and, you know, we, we certainly want to be able to continue the things that we've been doing and we want to get past where we were. I mean, and, and so we were in a sweet 16 in 2012. Um, certainly we want to get past that. We want to build past that. So, uh, you know, we have the baby steps, but then we also have the bigger picture of what we're trying to do. And uh, we need great players to do that. And, uh, you know, I think when student athletes are looking around and they're they're learning about coaches and talking to people, I really think it's as many do now. They do a lot of their homework, but seeing places and being in front of people is going to do the biggest thing. And and that's all we ask for when we recruit kids is to, to be able to come visit us and, and take a look. So uh, when we do that, we feel really good. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's a place that's special to me and will always be special to me, regardless of how long I'm here.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you you know it's it's genuine coming from a man who's been there for uh, what 18, 16, 17 years now. So um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Close, yeah, who's counting? That's right. But uh, no, <laughs> I uh, you guys have been you guys have been great, and I really do appreciate you taking the time out uh, for me, especially the day after a game. And uh, I really do wish you guys all success and luck going forward. Look forward to crossing paths with you whenever we do.
1: Absolutely, and again, thanks
0: for having me, and I, and I appreciate everything you do and, and, and putting a spotlight on our game and uh, just continue to do those things, and uh, we love following you. Well, I appreciate that, Joe, and uh, best of luck this week, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, appreciate it, Blake. Well, thanks again to St. John's Head Coach Joe Tartamella for joining me. St. John's is 5-2, and, and as I mentioned, we'll take on Yale at home on Thursday before hosting... Florida State, and look forward to seeing how they can bounce back from that tough loss of wake last night. Thank you for listening, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you listen. Uh, I appreciate you listening. If you haven't, and you listen on iTunes, if you could leave a rating and a review, that is very helpful to me, and I appreciate you you doing that. As always, you can find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis, and until next time, this is The Jump Around.